0: You can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, we're going to be talking about love-sex relationships, as I am joined by former Vietnam fighter pilot, author and love-sex-relationship coach, Frank wegers Frank is going to be telling us how we can connect spiritually, sexually, and he's going to be telling us about anything else, love-sex-relationship, and how we got into the field. So you guys, listen up. If you want to get a deeper connection with your partner, this is the episode for you. Frank, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Hey, Curtis, it's a pleasure and an honor. Thank you for asking me.
0: Well, why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, let's see. I started up, I grew up in a very religious family. And, you know, you didn't even say, if you said the word sex, you're in trouble. And if you even thought about it, that is a mortal sin and you were going to burn in hell forever. And so I was just really repressed all the way through high school, college, and I wasn't repressed in the fact that I really loved the idea of flying, and I got a ride in an airplane from one of my dad's friends, and I really liked that. And then when I got into college, they had Air Force ROTC, and they said, "You want to go for a ride in one of our airplanes?" And they put me in a in a World War II trainer in the back seat with a pilot in the front seat, and he took off and climbed up, and we got out, and he said, "You want to fly it for a while?" I went, yeah, sure. So I flew that airplane, man. You just might as well set the hook in there because I was, you know, I said, man, this is for me. I was in college in business school. I said, I, I don't care about business. All I care about is flying airplanes. So so I did that. And I got went in the Air Force, spent many years in the Air Force and flew fighters in Vietnam. I flew bombers in the Cold War. I don't like to talk about that much because... It was the most boring job I ever had. You know, and if if we'd ever dropped a bomb, it would have been all over for everybody. So it was not a good thing. And Vietnam was not a good war either. I mean, we just lost so many men over there for such, for no really good reason. And yeah, but there I was flying those airplanes. And, and uh, I'll tell you, I, I came back from Vietnam and they made me an instructor pilot to teach other pilots how to be fighter pilots. Wow that's the best job I ever had. And it was because I was flying those fantastic airplanes, and nobody was shooting back at me. So it made it really fun. So I did that for many, many years. And uh and in the meantime, I was married my college sweetheart. And uh, boy, we just had, I mean, she was a little Catholic girl, and I was a little Catholic boy. And we didn't know, we couldn't find either one of our asses with either hand. So we didn't know what we were doing. And it was really passionless marriage. So after 16 years of that, I said, you know what, this ain't working. And she said, you're right, it's not. So we split up. And then I, I start fooling around a lot and kind of had a little bachelorhood. And then had a lot of fun, did a lot of things I wanted to do. And I didn't do everything, but I tried everything I wanted to try. And I found out, you know, with all that fooling around, that really wasn't what I was looking for. And so I just figured out that, you know, what I really wanted was a deep connection with my woman. And I wanted to have that connection with her so that we, we had that one plus one equals three kind of thing going on, you know, where you're so connected bond between you is like a whole nother entity. You know what I mean? You ever had that experience, Curtis? Well, in any case, uh, you know, I did. Finally met a woman who I'm, I've been married to now for, well, see, we're going to have an earth, an anniversary on Thursday, and it'll be 18 years uh, that we've been married. So that's been just an amazing experience. Sorry course, about that. My out.
0: microphone was stuck. But yeah, I, I definitely know what it's like to want to ha- definitely have that deep connection and be connected like that. So why don't you tell us what a love sex relationship coach is?
1: Well, you know, I just talk to people about their love life because when, when, like I said, I came really late to it because when I, I got divorced from my first wife, I started studying everything I could get my hands on about love, sex, and relationship, and it's particularly the sex stuff, because I didn't know anything. And well, I studied with teachers from all over the world, I studied with a, a Native American shaman for over 15 years, not... I didn't live with him, but I studied with him off and on. And I studied with Tantra teachers from India and another Tantra teacher from Europe and all kinds of sex coaches, read every book I could I could get my hands on on love, sex, and relationships. So I, I kind of had self-taught myself how to how to be really good at sex. And and then like I said, I met my wife Judith, and she'd been studying similar things. She was a we met at a at a tantric ceremony and uh, it was it was really great because after the ceremony was over we really connected and we went out the following weekend and that was in 2004 so and that was 18 years ago we've been together ever since then and so our connection that's what you know we, we hit it off and it took a while for us to connect physically to have to actually have sex because neither one of both of us you know or I was 69 and she was 60 when we met, and we just took it slow, and and after about the fourth date, I think we went, we finally got to got it all together sexually, and it was just amazing. And I, you know, we both felt that really deep connection, and and we could feel the energy flowing between us, and so that that really inspired us. And we start talking about all the stuff that she had learned, and we and all the stuff that I had learned, and we said, you know, we got to share this with other people, and we since Written two books. The first book was all about how the hormones affect our relationship, and then and then this latest book, which we called the Magical Sex Book, is about how to create magic in your sex life. And I can go into that a whole lot. Have you got any questions so far, Curtis? Actually, I do.
0: How do you go about making the, the connection deeper and having that magical sex life?
1: Well, here's the thing. You know, it starts with the power of the relationship, and, and I'm sure. Many of us have had, not everybody, but a lot of folks have had, you know, a one-night stand where it was like, oh, my God, what was that? That was amazing. How could we do that again? And then when you go back to do it again, it's not there. And, you know, how do you get to that place on a regular basis, you know, so that you can you can say, God, I want to I go to that amazing space where I know I'm totally connected with her and she's totally connected with me. And the energy between us is a whole nother being. And, and the only way you can really do that is to be in a functioning, committed, loving relationship. Because, I mean, you can do it, you might hit it with this one and hit it with that one, but it's hit, and, hit or miss. And and to do it on a regular basis is, you know, you you really have to have that connection. And that's where it starts, <clears throat> you know, and it's tough for guys. <laughs> Because guys get to thinking that they know it all, and they did this survey, and, and they interviewed married couples who been married for quite a while, and they asked us the, separately, the husbands, if they thought they were good lovers, and 85% of the guys said that they were good to great lovers, but when they interviewed their wives, only 15% of the wives agreed with their husbands, so that tells us two things. One, guys don't know what they don't know. And two, the women aren't telling them the truth. So how you get to that place is you got to start talking about what you want with your woman and your woman has to talk with you about what she wants. And you got to listen to her and give it to her the way she wants it. And that's hard for guys because we think we know it all. I was one of those guys thought I was a pretty good lover until I met Judith. And then I found out I had a lot to learn. And, and it paid off. The magic is fantastic. And, you know, if we can get that to work, you know, we have that connection with our partner. It doesn't cost anymore. And and guys are so funny. You know, I used to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on building race cars. I love racing. I love speed. And and I would spend all that time, you know, working on the car. And then I'd go to the race. And then I'd come home and tear it all apart and build it up and go race again. Instead of taking that time and that money, and spending it with my wife, I would spend it on on race cars. So, you know, if we just spend ten percent of what we spend on our hobbies and spend that on our that time and that money on our relationship, the rewards would be amazing. So, I think that you know the one other thing is to get yourselves together to to form a team. And I talk a lot about that in, in our book, The Magical Sex Book. And, and we talk about how you create that level of intimacy with your partner. Because, you know, when when you first meet and you're, you're in love, man, everything's great and you can't get enough of each other. You know, you're every night, two, three times a night. And then pretty soon it's, it's every other night. And then pretty soon the work is getting overpowering and you're coming home late. And you're too tired and you just want to watch TV and, and weekends come and then there's football and, you know, or whatever it is. And all that magic is gone. So we have to do, we have to recreate that. And that's not easy. You know, guys think that once, once they got the woman to the altar and they get married, that it's all over. Well, that's not the way it works. That's when the job really starts because relationships take work just like your hobby, just like your business, just like anything else. If you don't put the work and time into your relationship, you're not going to get the rewards. And it's there, you know, no matter how long you've been married, or how long you've been together, you still have to work at that relationship on a daily basis. And, and one of the ways we do that is by, by using rituals. You know what a ritual is, is, uh if you ever go to church, you know, the they usually have the, the service in, in the same way. You know, they start out with an opening song or a hymn, and then they make some announcements, and then the preacher talks for a while, and then there's some more announcements, and then there's another solo singer, and then they pass the hat around and you throw in some money, and then then there's one last song, and then everybody meets outside and they talk, and you know, and 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 that's a ritual, you know, and maybe you have a ritual about you go to your parent's house for Sunday dinner or whatever it is, you do things a certain way. Well, you can do that with your relationship just by a couple of easy rituals. We do one every morning, you know, while we're having breakfast or just before or just after breakfast, but before we go to work, we say, we take 30 seconds to tell, I tell Judith, my wife, how much I love her and how much I care for her, how beautiful she is and how she turns me on and how I want to play with her titties and how, you know, just silly stuff. And then she tells me the same thing. She says, Oh, you're so handsome. And you're so smart. And, you know, you can do whatever, you know, you set out to do. And she makes me feel good. And that's that, you know, 30 seconds we've taken that time to acknowledge our love for each other and, uh, and how we feel about each other and that just kind of sets the day up and then we do another little ritual at the end of the day while we're having dinner at night I call it the evening news you know we say well how was your day and I you know fine is not the right answer (laughs) you have to she wants to know you know where did you go who did you talk to what did you work with what did you work on what did you do what was hard what was good what was bad you know everything and it doesn't really matter because here's the thing guys don't understand about women. Yeah, they love to talk. And the reason they love to talk is because when they're talking, they're generating this hormone called oxytocin. And oxytocin is the bonding hormone. And when women have babies, they generate a huge amount of oxytocin. And that bonds them with that baby. And that's how mothers and babies are so connected. Well, when girls get together, women get together, you know, you've seen them with the gab fist. They're all talking fast and, you know, talking over each other and all at the same time. And when they get finished, they go, wait, boy, boy, that was fun. I really had a good time. And the reason they did is because when they talk like that with their with their girlfriends, they're generating that hormone oxytocin. And they're also generating another hormone called norepinephrine. And and then there's a serotonin another one that's in there. So it's like a real chemical cocktail, and that gets them high. So so when women are talking to you, even though, you know, you'd rather talk in bullet points, I did A, B, C, and D, and that's it. Well, she wants to know how you felt about A and B together, and what about B and D together, you know. So she she wants to know all those details, not because she really cares so much about the details. What she cares about is having a conversation with you that bonds her gives her those chemicals and makes her feel good about having a relationship with you. And when you take that whole feeling good process into the bedroom, then that adds, that tees up the magic. And I call that, you know, in the book, I talk about four simple steps to creating uh, amazing sex. And the first step, I call it pre-play. Now, everybody's heard of foreplay, Right. So, you know, that's what you have to do to get her warmed up. Well, before you can even get to foreplay, you have to get to her head because I'm sure you've heard that the woman's most powerful erogenous zone is the one in her head, her mind. So once you get her occupied and get her mind engaged with bonding with you, that's what I call pre-play. And there's a whole bunch of things that we talk about in the book. There's little exercises you can do together. You know, standing in the bedroom naked and doing, you know, some stretching exercises is really fun. We do that a lot, and just sitting in the bed naked, talking to each other about whatever. You know, I say that. But Sunday is our day of worship, and we think that sex is a spiritual practice, and we use that to worship each other. So that's that adds that spiritual depth to the lovemaking that we're going to do. Does that make sense, Curtis?
0: That makes perfect sense, and sounds like you guys got this stuff down to a science. Why don't you tell us how people can start this conversation that you're talking about with their partners?
1: That's a really good good question. This, you know, it's more important for the women to understand this. And and the way, you know, how do you talk to a guy about what you want him to do sexually if he's not already doing it, which he probably is not. So the way the way I suggest is that when you say, and you can't. You have to pick the right time to do it. You can't say, I want to talk about the relationship when he's driving the car. You can't do it when he's watching sports on TV. You can't do it if he's reading the paper or, or reading his iPad or his phone or whatever. You have to say, you know, let, can we sit down and have a cup of coffee or maybe in the evening a glass of wine and say, I want to ask you some stuff. And he'll say, "Oh yeah, he'll grumble and grouse, so, you know, whatever. But let him do that and then sit down and just keep going. Don't let him put you off. You just keep going. And you say, honey, tell me some things you like that we do when we make love. And just get him to talk about it. And he'll say, well, I like when you touch me, you know, this way. And I like when you touch me that way. I like when you kiss me where I like to be kissed. And, and you know, he'll do that. So then you say, well, what do you like? Would you like to know some things that I would like you to do? And he'll say, well, yeah, sure. So then you say, well, here's here's what really really gets me going, and you tell him, you know, you start and you touch me really slow, and I go into that in in really deep detail in our magical sex book, and I say, you know, here's how you start with me, and again, this is all preplay. This is what you do before you do foreplay, but you set this up so that when you get into the bedroom, then he's he knows. That you've told him that he wants you to do this. And if he doesn't do it, don't beat him up and don't yell at him and don't nag at him. Just say, Oh, honey, what you did was really great. And next time, would you mind doing this? And maybe, but when the next time comes around, say, Remember, I asked you to do that. Would you please do that for me today? And once he does it, then you say, Oh, my God, that was great. That was just what I wanted. Thank you so much. That feels fantastic. You know, so you give him encouragement, and then he'll want to do it again. And you got to kind of train him, but you do it just just like you train a, a puppy or a whatever. You know, when you want him to do something, you dangle out the reward. You know, the the biscuit or whatever you're going to give the dog for a reward. You dangle that biscuit out there until he does. Well, and then you you give him the biscuit and you scratch his ears and pet him and whatever. So you're it's the same kind of deal. You have to train. The guy to give you what you want. And you have to do it in really slow incremental steps. Does that make sense? My,
0: it makes perfect sense. And, and speaking of training, do you feel like men also need orgasm training as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, and you know, so guys have to say, you know, use the same kind of approach, honey. Can we talk? Can I talk to you about how I love you and how I want to make love to you? And they'll I don't know one woman at all who would say, no, I don't want to talk about that. Well, that's not true. There are some women who would do that. But but you can work around that. And you set it up so that, you know, you're telling them you want to do things that are going to make them feel good. So, you know, you say, you know, what would you like me to do? And then you say, well, if I do that, will you do this? And she'll say, no, I'll never do that. Well, okay. You know, could, you, could we just... Do a little bit of, you know, sort of like that. Let me just explore a little bit with you. And then if you I'll stop it. Any anytime you get uncomfortable, I'll stop right away. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to make you feel bad. So you just kind of kind of tiptoe into it and but but get her going in with her eyes wide open. So you're not you're not forcing something on. That's the the last thing you want to do is try to force them to do something they don't want to do because. That breaks their trust in you, and trust is all important in finding, uh, you know, finding that connection that leads to magical sex. So once I think the key element in in preplay, which is what you do before you do foreplay, is is making sure that you have a deep connection. You start with talking, and then maybe you do some exercises, maybe you do some touching things, and then when you when you feel really connected with each other, and here's here's a trick question you can always ask a woman. When she when you ask her something and she'll go she'll go on for what you would have said in 30 seconds. She'll do in three, four, five minutes. And she'll but when she's done you say, oh that's great, honey. That's really good to know. Is there anything more you'd like to say about that? And she'll find more. And you listen and nod your head like you're getting it. And of course you are and then you let her let her know oh that's really good. Is there is there more? And you keep saying is there more until she is she says, "No, no, I think that's all of it," and then you bring in what you want to say, and she'll and you talk and you say, "Well, what do you think about that?" Honey? And she'll say, "Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't know well, can I tell you a little bit more about that instead of negotiating and discussing and it's not about demanding at all i mean you you know this is this is real salesmanship and 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 real seduction that you got to do here on both parts both the men and the women have to treat the other person your lover with with complete respect and 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 honor them for who they are and and say you know I really want our our love making to be deeper and more connected because it will make us both more powerful in every area of our lives and that's true sex will do that so does that make sense
0: it makes perfect sense now, give some advice to those over fifty if they want to have a better love
1: life. Well, that's that's kind of what I was just saying. If if uh, if if you're not satisfied with what you're getting in your love relationship, you got to set the stage to negotiate that. And and it's probably doing it negotiating it in the bedroom is not a good idea. You know, the best thing to do is is like I said, you know, sit down at the table with a cup of coffee. Or maybe you're going for a walk in the park or, you know, whatever you're doing. But someplace where you know you're going to have your your partner's attention and not be disturbed so you, you can bring this stuff up. And then you say, I want to tell you about how much I love what you do about this. And you start off by praising them about for something that they do do. And then say, you know, I just love when you do that. It just makes me feel so loved and so connected to you. And then... When you say okay, then then you ask them if there's something that they really like, and you it's a conversation so that you're both involved in the discussion. You know what I mean?
0: I absolutely know what you mean, and and that is some good negotiation and good techniques that you give everybody. Talk about your books. Tell us they, about looking
1: like your partners.
0: Absolutely. Tell us about your books. Tell us about what people can expect when they read your books.
1: Oh, man, that's, you know, all the stuff that we've been talking about, I go into really deep detail. You know, if you're not, if you're not happy with your love of life, and you, you know, you'd like to get it back to the the days when you were first couldn't keep your hands off of each other, this book will get you back there. And it has all kinds of really easy to understand, easy to read, and it's available either on it as an ebook or a paperback, or if you want to listen to it while you're driving back and forth to work. You can get an audio book too. And it's on Amazon. It's called The Magical Sex Book. And it's been doing really well. And there's everybody that's reviewed it has really loved it. So, you know, it's gonna go into detail. It's gonna tell talk about men. Let me just tell you what some of the chapters are here. You know, you know that study I talked about about men that were thought that they were good lovers and got in there. And we talk a little, little bit about sex magic, which is how you can help create the things you want in your life using the energy of sex. And, you know, then the power of the four steps and how to create a vision for your love life. That's a, that's, that's another thing that you can do. It's a really good way to say, you know, how can we get our relationship to where we're really, really helping each other in life and you create a vision to do that. And then how you can train each other and those, those, those rich, I got a whole, I got six rituals and six little additional practices that you could do during the day that are going to deepen the intimacy and how men, what men need to learn about women, women need to learn about men and how, how to exchange ideas and what the return on investment of time is going to be for you. Then I have a chapter on male orgasm training. You say, well, why do you have to train men to have orgasms? I mean, men, men been having orgasms ever since they could move their hand back and forth on their, on their penis. I mean, it's not that, not that complicated. Well, anybody can do that, but how to get the best out of it, or if you're having trouble with it, you know, happening too fast, like premature ejaculation, or if you're, if you're not being able to keep it up long enough, then there's some really great training exercises that I have in this book that will help you do that better. And then I talk about pre-play and we start talking about that a little bit earlier. You know, date night is a form of pre-play when you go, you know, dinner and a movie and then you come home and make love. That's a great play. And then um, I talk about the foreplay and I have a five page ex- ex- appendix in there that can tell you give you step-by-step And it. It's kind of like a checklist. Me being an air force pilot, I, I mean, everything I did when I was flying an airplane, we did it with a checklist so I don't want you to make love with a checklist that's silly but I want you to read through this list and and this is be a great thing to share with your partner saying well here's here's what he's got this thing what do you think about that would you like me to do that to you and then here's something that you could do to me would you mind doing that to me would you want to do that so there's really some steps in there that are designed for both men and for women and then there then I talk about what you do during the play, which is step number three, which is you could be, you know, oral sex counts as the play. Because for women, let's see, I think it was, it's like somewhere between 50 and 80% of women do not orgasm from penile insertion. They only orgasm through clitoral stimulation. And I don't think many guys know that. They all think that they have to have their hard penis inside that woman's vagina for her to have a good time. That's not true for at least at least half the women, probably more like three quarters of the women. And so you really got to learn how to stimulate their clitoris before, uh, before you're going to get to give them what they really need. And if you give them clitoral stimulation to the point where they have an orgasm first, they may have another orgasm when you do get inside of her and, uh, and she can have another orgasm while you're actually making love. But most women do not, so uh, that 's really and I go into great detail about that in the book, and then the last chapter is uh, is after play, and that 's something else that that gets neglected a lot too. usually, you know when when guys have an orgasm, they get a shot of oxytocin. You remember we talked about the bonding hormone. Well, they get a shot of oxytocin, but they also get a shot of testosterone, and guess what? The testosterone blocks the oxytocin. So instead of wanting to cuddle, like the woman who's full of oxytocin wants to cuddle, the guy wants to get up and say, well, you know, what's on TV? Or what do we got to eat? Or, you know, or else he'll roll over and go to sleep one or the other. So the afterplay is the time you take to reinforce all the energy, that sexual energy that you just created, that made you both feel so good, so connected and so loving. And then here's Here's a little secret that's in the book, and it's called sex magic, which is a way that you can use sexual energy to help create whatever it is you want in your life, whether it's money, a job, a baby, a, a new house, a new car, whatever. You take, you know, everybody, you know, the law of attraction. You know that you your thoughts have power. So when you Use your thoughts to. You can use your thoughts to create things that you want. We we know that sex has energy and sex has power. So when you combine the energy that you just created with your sex, with the energy that's in your thoughts, that's like adding booster rockets to your thoughts. And we've been doing this for years, very successfully, and and we've been able to do a lot of things in our life as a result of the. The stuff that we've created using sex magic. So that's pretty much takes care of the book, except there's one last chapter, and that's called sex after 50. And that's kind of important because there's a huge segment of our population now that is over 50. And for the women, they've had menopause. And for the men, they're having andropause. And for men having that, what that means for men is that they're losing their testosterone. And it doesn't happen as quickly and suddenly and sometimes painfully as menopause does for women, it happens it happens over a period starting at about age 30, men start to lose about 2% of their 1 to 2% of their testosterone production every year. So by the time they're in their mid-50s, their testosterone production is a lot lower than it used to be. That means that they don't have as much desire. That means that they're, uh, they're not as strong. They don't have the stamina and the strength that they had when they were 25 and so on. So there's a whole chapter in that what and how what you can do about it and how you can overcome those difficulties. So there's a lot of really valuable information there. And, and you know, one woman said, you know, my God, I wish I'd, I had this book when I was married. I've got three children and I never even knew that I wanted some of the stuff that you explained in this book. And guys have said, oh, my God, I didn't know that about women. I didn't know that they needed this. I didn't know that I could do that. So there's a lot of, and it's just really down to earth. You know, Curtis, it's just like me talking to you. You know, it's it's in a real easy conversational tone, and and, and it's a real easy read. And there's some fun stuff in there, too. So that's pretty much covers it.
0: Can you give out your contact information so people can stay connected with you and see?
1: Oh, absolutely. Thank you for asking. Yes. The website is called themagicalsexbook.com. So that's pretty easy to remember. And you can find it under The Magical Sex Book on Amazon. So yeah, reach reach out to me on, on themagicalsexbook.com and I'll get back to you.
0: Is there anything that we have not talked about that you would like to talk about? Give us some <laughs> final thoughts.
1: No, I, um, I'm just thinking, I was just thinking about you in Wichita, Kansas, and, and and I was, you know, how it is back there. I remember I grew up in St. Louis, so I know what Midwestern guys are. So I was just thinking it was nice to connect with you and wish we could talk a little longer. And, and I'd like to hear more about your story and the curveball.
0: Yeah, well, I used to be a hip hop artist. So curveball was my... Hip-hop name. I'm originally what? from Louisiana, but I've been in Kansas for 18 years.
1: What part of Louisiana?
0: I am from a town called Derrida, Louisiana. It's between... Okay, there you go. So you already know where it's at.
1: I do. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's where I'm originally from.
1: And and so you're working in, in uh, Wichita now?
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's great. A little colder up in, in Wichita than it is in into Ritter.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: it is. I was was stationed in Lake Charles. Sweet. Yeah.
0: Didn't realize they had an Air Force base there at that time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was. Well, okay. I can't think. I think I've done a lot of jabbering today. I hope everybody liked it. Really. Oh, I'm sure they're going to like it. Yeah, I'd love to have your feedback. If you like this, if you have any questions, reach out to me on the website, and I'll get back to you. And I really appreciate y'all listening and having me on your show, Curtis.
0: Absolutely. And guys, make sure you share this to everybody. Girls, make sure you do the same so we can all have good magical sex as Frank would like us to. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.